are now tuned in to the Free Play Media Podcast Network. Tonight on the Band from Ringside Podcast, it's our 2017 Year in Review! that Christmas vibe. It's time to feel alive. Hello, <laughs> Marks. And welcome to the Band from Ringside podcast. I am your host, as always, Bill Vagie, a.k.a. M-E-T-H-O-T, Hand. <laughs> <laughs> and to my right, as always, we have two beers. Zach Pullman. How's it going, Zach? Uh, pretty good, man. Pretty oh, good. That was uh, good. It's fucking cold outside. It is cold outside. We got a lot of stuff to get to. To his right, as always, we have JCB, Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on? Hashtag Boo the Hills, baby. It's all good, man. That that was good. Bo Bo pulled that one out of his ass. Good shit. I no, like that one. he gave that to me. He gave that to me a long. T- he gave that to me like a month ago, oh, and he was like, "Save on it. To it." Yeah, we've been holding nice. on to it. <laughs> uh, so we are coming to you from the exquisite Shock City Studios in beautiful, cold St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, we have a lot of stuff to get to tonight. We hope that everybody had a great holiday season. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Kwanzaa. Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate, we hope that you had a good time with you and yours, with your family. Uh, before we get started tonight, we're tonight we're going to be giving our best of the year awards. Uh, we I kind of feel did we I, call it anything? No, nah, I can feel like calling them the Beefers because BFR yeah, the Beefers. Yeah. Katie would like that a lot. Shout out to Dirt McGirt. But uh, yeah, I think we can go with Beefers for the moment too. Until so we, we come up, up with something better. Um, but uh, before we get started, we'd Is like Slammy's to Slammy's taken? Slammy sounds good. Slam- I think that uh, might be taken. You know. we, we might want to look into that first. the Oscars? Does that? No? Uh, Makes sense. I mean, before we get too far into it, yeah. we'd like to say, uh, hey, Soul Taco, everybody. Soul Taco is our sponsor tonight. Go check out some Soul Taco. They got places in Chesterfield now. It's I think it's open. Yeah, it's open. Uh, U-City Loop. Two food trucks driving around town. Columbia, Missouri, Champaign, Illinois, Chicago, Illinois. They got delicious, exquisite. I know I've used that word twice tonight. Uh, it's <laughs> delicious Korean-Mexican fusion food. Uh, I go there a lot, and I've never gotten sick of it. Um uh, they have tacos, they got burritos, they got quesadillas, they got goji bowls. So do yourself a favor, go get yourself some soul taco. Tell them that you're a listener of Band from Ringside. Uh, they are a friend of the show, they are a sponsor of the show, and we love them. Uh, what we usually do at this point in the show is we start our three count. But we're not doing that tonight. Mm. No, tonight we're going to give our best of the year awards. This is a special show. Uh, I wish I had a noisemaker to make a noise right now. But instead, we're going to start with our best of the year. So we have a bunch of categories. We reached out to our friends on Friends of BFR on Facebook, Band from Ringside on Facebook, uh, BFR Pod on Twitter, BFR Bill, BFR Zach with an H, BFR JCB, BFR Pod on Instagram. And we reached out to you guys and we said, what categories do you want us to do for the end of the year? So we're going to do a bunch of those tonight. So number one, we're going to do what is your favorite mark out moment of the year? JCB, what do you got? It should be pretty easy. 
but I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. I had two, but one really. Oh, I should out. also I should also point out that none of none us, us no, none of us we don't know it. what the other one is gonna say. Yeah. We we texted each other. We have a little text thread where we talk to each other and We're have so a little cute. bit of fun. Yeah, I know. But we didn't say <laughs> we didn't tell each other what we were going to do for these awards. True story. So. You're a mark out moment of the year, JCB. I'm gonna go with Jericho arriving at uh in Japan to, to attack Kenny Omega. It's it's one of those where I remember where I was kind of deal. You know what I'm saying? Naito winning the G1 was probably the one I was gonna go with until Jericho arrived and attacked Kenny Omega. It's it's gonna set up this Wrestle Kingdom card. And Bill and I were talking about this before we got over here. That card is already loaded to begin with. Even you took this match off the card. Stacks. Now you've just made it that much more interesting where it's a no DQ match for the title. Not even the main event. Not even the main event. It's probably going to be the semifinal or whatever you want to call it. But yeah, I'm going to go with Jericho arriving in Japan as my markout moment. Uh, two beers, Zach. Yeah, get- in spirit, that absolutely will be the main event. And I did have that listed. I'm going to just say something else just because for the sake of you know differing not of opinions, but just something else to say. Um, and it isn't necessarily my favorite moment, but I did mark out heavily when the Hardys returned to WrestleMania. I well, I had that I had that written down. Right on. Yeah, it's not mine, but I did have it written down. Because I mean, I grew up, you know, my golden era was like Attitude Era, Monday Night Wars. That's whenever I was like real hot and heavy and just like watching everything, subscribed to all the mags, Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Like I had everything to the point where like I probably like would have been ostracized socially if people knew how much <laughs> I was into wrestling. So, damn, man. I told him. I'm like Ric Flair, man. You know, well, instead, I was ostracized socially for different reasons. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, so I, even though it was kind of expected, just, I mean, it, it was a surprise, but they had that mystery, you know, tag team. It you, was, you had heard the rumors, yeah. but you never know what's going to happen until yeah, you re- actually get to that point. And at WrestleMania, New Day came out because they were the hosts of WrestleMania, and yeah. they came out and they said, we have one more tag team, and there was kind of a thought. I thought they were just going to jump into it. They were just going to jump into it, and then... Dun, 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 yeah. Dun, 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 dun. And then the Hardys music played, and they came out. That so. was a WrestleMania moment, for sure. And, oh, and yeah. WWE is all and about I mar- creating and moments And I marked now. out. Oh, yeah, for sure. I know. My wife was like, what's the big deal? Right. Because like, she didn't know that they... Hadn't been around this entire fucking time. Last time she had seen it, they were probably wrestling speaking regularly. Of ostracized, <laughs> speaking of being ostracized, ostracized by society, um, we were having lunch at um, our family Christmas, which oh, yeah. you and I were both at, and your wife said to the whole table, I love it that Zach and Bill do a podcast together. I just hate when people ask what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's 100%, 100% honest. <laughs> What's your, we have a lot of categories to get through, and I'm sorry, I know that I did that, but what's your mark out moment of the year? He already oh, answered I it. Just, I picked the Hardys. Yeah, the that Hardys. Was, yeah. No, that's great. That's a great answer. My mark out moment of the year was when uh, Kevin Owens headbutted mm. Vince McMahon. Yeah. yeah. That was yeah. Because yeah. to me, that was the, that was the only time when I was like, holy shit, I can't believe that just That's happened. happened. Yeah. Good if you point. had asked me prior to the year if the Hardys would show up at WrestleMania, I'd say, yeah, that could happen, right. I guess. Uh, there's lots of other things that could that happen. Uh, Kevin Owens headbutting a 72 year old man into oblivion, <laughs> getting color. Yeah. 
And then frog splashing the shit out of him. Yeah. Hard way and frog splash. Hard way and then the frog splash. Uh, I would have said, no, you're no, crazy. No That's not going to happen. No, it's going to be saying, it's it been a long time since Vince had even been on TV, much less taking a headbutt in yeah, the frog splash. He, he came on the TV to take a headbutt. God bless him. <laughs> the one a few times I'm not mad at you, Vince. Thank uh, you very much. All right. So the number two category. So I, I, the beefers go to all three. Uh, we have statues made, and we will mail them out to... For the every, moment, we're just keeping the everybody one involved. here as a symbol of what you will be getting. No, I'm going to be mailing one to Vince tomorrow. (laughs) I'm going to the post office. (laughs) Uh, So number two, we have promo of the year. Mm. Two beers, Zach. What do you got for promo of the year? Uh, This is very recent, uh, but it also involves something we already mentioned. It was uh, Jericho just a couple weeks ago. First of all, it's the only promo that we have played live not live but played on the podcast it was that worthwhile that we decided to play maybe it's because he said fuck face and i really like that (laughs) yeah that was pretty i thought it it's out of the ordinary yeah it was it was great i mean it was vehement it was real um i really enjoyed it jcb promo of the year it was simple but it took like 15 minutes to forward to finally come out but when he said it resonated. I'm going Roman Reigns the night after WrestleMania when he basically stood out in the crowd and got booed out of the building. That's a great And didn't say anything. And I was at Tinder Mahal's apartment and I was, you know, I'm waiting because he starts the show and I'm like, okay, come on, you you beat the Undertaker. Say something. You got to say something. And he just stood there and he took it and he took it and he took it. And And finally, it lasted about 12 minutes. Finally, he he just, every time he brought the microphone up to his mouth, Nope, they ain't having it. They booed, they booed the, the shit, shit out, of out of him. And it was perfect because he all of the vitriol that people were having came out right in front of God and everybody. It was perfect. And he finally said those magic words, it's my yard now. And that was it. That was per- that, That's what Roman Reigns, all he has to do to get over and stay over is say as little as possible. Roman Reigns, promo of the year. That's a great pick. Yeah, that was really good. That's a great pick. In fact, in hindsight, I, you know what? What you got? Uh, my pick is also Roman Reigns, but my pick is the first Roman Reigns John, John Cena. Cena. Yeah, I, I thought about those promo where it was a shoot. I have no problem with that. I don't think that is a wrong answer at all. Both are good. Just for me personally, Roman Reigns after Mania is a little more important. But I liked when uh, Roman Reigns called him out and then John Cena says, you've said everything that everybody's ever said to me over the last 10 years. And it was real. That seemed real to me. Oh, yeah, because I'm sure he's heard it. I know I talk a lot about how wrestling is best presented when it's simulated as a real sport. And and I, I still believe that in terms of... Oh, yeah, for sure. But if you establish that, like it's a real sport, and then you have these guys doing work shoots, Mm -hmm. and for those of you that don't know what a work shoot is, it's when, uh, well, a work is when... Yeah, I was about to say. It's it's part of the storyline, and a shoot is when it's real life, but it's real life, but they're doing it as part of the storyline. That is when it's really, really great. And you you don't get them that often. I, I hate when they overdo it. But to me, that was the one that we we talked about yeah. on the show for about a half hour that that episode. Yeah, I remember. Sure. 
like I said, there's no no wrong answer in this one. I like all three answers. It just it, what connected to you the most. To me, that's how it, it just it breaks down. That I scenario. like profanity. True. Okay, and that's why I have no problem with Jericho because God knows I curse a whole fucking lot. <laughs> okay. I can't believe you just said it. Yeah, no shit. Out, Sam, please. <laughs> uh, we have uh, feud of the year. Oh, this is tough. Yeah, this feud one took me a little year. bit. This one took me a little bit. Uh, you want to go first? You want me to go first? I'll go first. Okay. My feud of the year because it happened, and because I'm a big mark for both of them. My feud of the year is going to go to Y2J and KO because the festival of Fr- festival of friendship happened in February. I love the festival of friendship was legendary, and we will be talking about it until the end of time. <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as this podcast, but really, goes. the really because because the feud um, only happened after a year mm-hmm. or so. I, I mean, I think it started right before SummerSlam, so let's just say eight months of Kevin Owens and Y2J acting like they were best friends. Right. The festival of friendship was the perfect blow off to their alliance and i know the feud didn't last very long i know that ko beat jericho at wrestlemania in what is considered a lackluster match yeah. i recently rewatched it after the ko 365 when ko came back right. and said to vince are we good and vince said no so vince was unhappy with that match right but that's a match with with the finger on the bottom rope right. yeah yeah that's so good yeah. Yeah, no, that, it was so good. That's what makes and it KO came out, great. Yeah, and it came out early in the card. Um, I know there's I there was a couple other ones that I thought about, but because I'm such a KO mark, obviously, no, and because I love Y2J, I and I no think Y2J is in the top ten of all time. That is my feud of the year, okay. JCB. Um, I didn't honestly. I, I can't believe I didn't even think about that. I'm I'm kind of disappointed in myself. I got two down here. You probably but, thought of it as last year because, as we were saying on the way in, um, thinking about this in years is strange because tough. wrestling years last from April to April. Right. WrestleMania to WrestleMania. Right. But yeah, I, I can't believe I didn't even think about that. Um, I got two down here. Um, one I think I more strongly feel about than the other. Uh, I'll go with the backup first. Uh, Roman Braun is the backup, not necessarily. It's another one I was thinking about. It it it, it kind of get borders on the supernatural, silly, but the in ring matches were really really good, and it it's like a feud supposed to be. It, it lasts over weeks, over months, and sets up future storylines down the line. When Roman Reigns becomes champ, Braun will be one of the first to go after him. But the one that I picked as feud of the year to me is New Day Usos, especially in the, in the age of WWE where tag teams aren't really highlighted the way they used to be 10, 15 years ago. This was a feud that was really based on in-ring. They did some stuff outside of the ring with the rap battle and stuff like that to kind of extend this Which was feud, good. Which was, it was okay. Let's nah, not go, it was, no, it, it was, was okay. It was Come okay. But to, but to me, the feud always has to end in some sort of violence. If it's not bloody violence, but it's got to be a violent end so that way we can move on. That end was in Hell in a Cell, which was probably one of the better Hell in a Cells, especially in the PG era where you really can't do the things that you used to be able to do. I'm sticking with Uso's New Day as Feud of the Year. 
I definitely considered Uso's New Day, especially because I also considered that match one of the matches of the year mm-hmm. when I was thinking about it. Mm-hmm. No spoilers for later on in the show. Um, but um, I'll just say it just because neither of you guys did. I didn't think of Y2J um, KO um, myself. I think we were robbed of the feud of the year whenever Ciampa was oh. injured because Gargano Champa and it's gonna happen. Yeah, it's getting and ready. I can't wait. Yeah, buddy. But the feud that actually did happen, we can't not say Okada Omega. I mean, we're gonna be talking about those that trilogy of matches, and I mean yeah, it's an obvious one. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. we cannot. I didn't want to say it out. because I knew I just exactly. kind of figured somebody else was going to say. That's it. why I listed like other ones as well, like Usos New Day, and listed um, Shane Ko. But um, you can't. Knock that. I mean, those that's going to go down as arguably one of the. I mean, it's definitely one of the greatest trilogies of matches of all time. Mm. Arguably the greatest. Um, so in the last two or three years, for sure. I, I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment, but I can't say I disagree with you because I mean, all three of those matches are just ridiculously good. Yeah. All right. So because I don't know what you guys chose, I don't want to get too far into this without saying what's. I said to Jason earlier today, what's your turn of the year? Uh, what did I put for turn of the year? Turn of the year, uh, Champo, uh, Gargano Champa. Uh, All right, yeah, that's uh, what to I me, have that, to. Me too. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, really? Yep. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Just for the fact that it, you saw the credits going up, and I was coming away from the laptop, and all of a sudden I hear the crowd scream, and I turn around, and Champa's whooping the shit out of Gargano. I'm like, what the fuck is this? It was so you unexpected. Got me, and it was so and you didn't see it coming. And it was violent. And it was violent, mm-hmm. and it got to the point where it got to be a little uncomfortable to watch. Champa Gargano, I think, easily was the turn of the year. Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I that's why I said we were robbed of what was arguably going to be the greatest feud of the year. No, I was I was hoping I was going to bounce you guys over the head with that one. Like I was hoping you guys had forgotten <laughs> about it. I was going to be like, oh, DIY was my best turn of the year. But when no, Zach I'm said not it, saying, yeah. when um, watching NXT this morning, just kind of was like, boop, you know, yeah. put it back into my brain that this was going to be a. Should have been a feud of the year, and it will be at some point this year because he's going to get healthy again. He's going to cost Gargano either the title shot or the title itself. It's going to happen soon because not. I know we're talking about the year interview, but just this week, Johnny Gargano is now the number one like contender, contender for yep. the championship. There's just no way it. that just watch it. that Champa's not coming out. Even he doesn't even have to get physically involved. No, he, huh. he can just show up, throw the game off. Let's just say he wins the title. Gargano wins the title. Champa can just just show up every now and then just to you know throw his game off a little bit. He doesn't have to yeah. lose, but just put you know little bits and pieces in the back of his head that yeah I'm coming. But well, I'm we coming can for we can take a little detour. That four man match. On NXT this week was awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Three undefeated guys plus Gargano. I really didn't. I had no idea that Gargano was going to win. Gargano pins fucking Aleister Black. Black, Like of all people. Like, I mean. It's, well, he's the one that I, could, I think of all the other ones that can take this loss, absorb it, and yeah. still be okay. You he also got keep, attacked by Undisputed. It. So you yeah. have the out on there, and that will set up Adam Cole, Aleister Black, which should be another amazing match on TakeOver. Yeah, all I mean, right. they could take—I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Champa, I'm sorry, Gargano could take this title um, at the next TakeOver before Rumble. Right. Then we could have— the match of the year Champa, with Champa Gargano for the title at WrestleMania weekend. At WrestleMania weekend, <laughs> and it'll overshadow anything on the WrestleMania card. I mean, oh shit! This is banned from ringside. And uh, then we'll go to. So I mean, we'll just 
go to pay-per-view of the year. What was your pay-per-view of the year? Two beers, Zach. Uh, let's see. What do I have here? I just want to make sure I get the <laughs> correct one. Uh, take over Chicago. Mm, so, I forgot about that. God damn. Yeah, so take over Chicago. Main reason being not only did we have um, Pete Dunne versus Tyler Bate uh-huh. uh, for the WWE UK Championship, arguably uh-huh. match of the year, mm-hmm. uh, but we also had uh, a triple threat, which was in the main event, which was phenomenal with DIY, uh, AOP, and The Revival. And a triple threat for the women's title, Asuka, Nikki Cross, Ruby Riot. I don't think the revival was in that one. Yeah, that was, was just, yeah, they were. It was the triple threat. You're thinking of the ladder match with whatever yeah. it's Chompa turned. That was like Orlando. That was uh that was later on the ladder match. It was just AOP and DIY for the ladder match, but everybody, this was just a triple threat. Everybody pause it. No, I'm kidding. Go ahead, JCB. Uh <laughs> Damn. Pay-per-view of the Pay-per-view year. Pay-per-view of the year. Yeah, see, because I just watched it, so I'm going to be a prisoner of the moment. I'm going to go Wrestle Kingdom 11. Um, just that, be- that was on my list. That was really good. Because I wanted to get prepped for 12, I went with 11. Um, you got Okada Omega as the main event, but you also had Tanahashi Naito for the uh, Intercontinental, uh, Kyle O'Reilly and uh, Adam Cole for the ROH title. Not I couldn't I didn't even remember they were even on the card and that was a really good match to begin with as well. Uh, Shibata Goto, uh, Shibata got the uh, the nasty head injury so you don't see him anymore. But then I got a, this is one of the handful of matches I've seen him wrestle in New Japan and I'm really disappointed that I don't get to see him more. I guess I got to go into the archives and and check that out. And then you had uh, can't even read my handwriting. What is this? Um, was it God? Ishiyano and Maccabi Homa as a triple threat for the title, where Yano basically steals the uh, was the World Tag League uh, tr- uh, trophies and the tag titles, and basically holds them up for hostage. They end up winning this match, so he ends up taking them anyway. But yeah, I'm gonna go with Wrestle Kingdom 11. Like I said, I'm a prisoner of the moment. I totally forgot about that uh, takeover Chicago. All right, I too am going to go with NXT Chicago, and I'm yeah, you're right. I switched them up when I wrote them down. I looked it up too. Uh, that was a ladder match. I'm that, glad. You, I'm that's glad why you, I picked it. I'm glad you said it. Yeah, that's why I picked it. I didn't want to have to correct you. So yeah, those those East, two Easter, things. Easter would have been weird. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, my favorite pay-per-view of the year was NXT TakeOver in Chicago, which had Roderick Strong versus Eric Young with, uh, uh, whatchamacallit? Killian Dean and, yeah. Yeah. He had uh, Tyler Bate versus Pete Dunne, had Asuka versus Ruby Riot versus Nikki Cross in a three-way where Ooh, she... three-way. Where she pinned them both. Yeah. Remember how badass that was? It was great. It had Bobby Roode versus a Tommy. And then the main event was the ladder match versus our with Authors of Pain versus DIY. And then you had the big turn. That was the best pay-per-view of the year, in my opinion. Uh, so after that, let's go to Scandal of the Year. Zach, I don't think Zach has a scandal. I didn't year. whenever we were walking up here. And then I, I thought um, just because... I mean, the ass is worth the scandal, Bray and JoJo. Oh! <laughs> that was a scandal. Yeah, that was a scandal. Shit, that ass she got can a cause a scandal. Ass. <laughs> that ass can cause a scandal. Yeah. <laughs> 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 He's so serious. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. As a black man, there is one thing that makes me stop and literally 
shut down traffic and make me break my neck to look. That's a fat old ass. JoJo's got a fat ass boy. I'll tell you, I'll tell you <laughs> what. God damn. I just, I just love that you you were like so <laughs> factual about it. Like that ass could cause a scandal. It like could. E <laughs> equals MC squared and that Let's ass say, could cause a scandal. It's breaking up marriages, is it not? What's your, <laughs> scandal of the, what's your scandal of the year, JCB? Uh, I, God, I'm, I'm mad. I didn't even say, think about that. I'm a, I went with uh, the knee-jerk reaction was the, uh, the WWE medical scare with... Uh, Bray Wyatt, Roman Reigns, how it basically ends and up. JoJo. And what do you think was going on there? <laughs> it's a viral meningitis. <laughs> Roman Reigns family, man. My ass. Oh, my gosh. She's right. Yeah, right? Just broke, you, you heard it here first. Okay. Folks. I was about to say, it's banned from ringside. B-A-N-N-E-D from ringside. No, uh, great call there. Like I didn't spell the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> you better know how to spell the rest of that shit. A lot of people don't know how to spell band. Anyway, um, no, the, the WWE medical for me sets up uh, one of the matches that I said could have been match of the year but probably won't be was uh, AJ and uh, Finn Bauer. So if you don't have that, you you don't have uh, – you we got we have Sister Abigail that would have made her triumphant appearance on the pay-per-view. God knows what that would have been. You know what I'm saying? For me, that is the quote-unquote scandal of the year. Not as salacious as what you came up with, but I think it's, it's enough to where nobody really knew what the fuck was going on until the very end and then after the fact – the medical evidence came out. My scandal of the year is when Mara Ronaldo had to leave SmackDown mm. because JBL. That's that's good. JBL was picking on him mm. apparently, and I don't know. I'm not trying to. Uh, I'm not trying to undermine the way that Mara felt. I really don't even know what happened. Like I read a bunch of stuff about it, but apparently JBL was very mean to Mara Ronaldo. Mara Ronaldo was like, I can't work with this motherfucker anymore. So they had to bring in Tom Phillips and Mara Ronaldo took a couple months off and then ended up going to NXT because WWE knew that he was too valuable as an announcer. Dude, when he it's amazing that they even have fatal four way match, once again, he just proved well, his worth. Mara Ronaldo's still there, JBL's not. So I don't know what happened backstage. Shit. I'll let you tell That's it. That's a scam. <laughs> I was about to say, I'll let you tell it. One's still here, the other ain't. You figure it out. All right. What's your what's your biggest disappointment of the year? <laughs> How much Re time do we got? Res wrestler division. No, you have to name a wrestler. Uh, okay. I can't just name one. I just clumped it into one big group where you could have. I could have went with Kurt Angle. That was the my number two pick. Women's what? money. Dude, he he did not look like Kurt Angle in that triple threat match. Well, not the triple threat match, but when he was with the Shield versus, you know, Kane, Braun, the Bar, Miz. Look, I know you like Kurt Angle. Hell, I love Kurt Angle. He did not look the same. I could have went there. I was thinking women's money in the bank just for the the um, the James Ellsworth part of it. Where I went with was NXT call ups in general. Picking out, pick one out because we were talking about this on uh, Friends with BFR. Kevin Owens is probably the one that I think we all were consensus picks that said, okay, this is the last one that actually lived up to the hype. Bobby Roode, Nakamura, uh, Ty Dillinger just came off the fucking milk carton after three months of not doing anything. Just you know what I'm saying? The milk carton. Well, he, 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 he might as well. I mean, damn. You know, Hideo and Tommy, the, the list bro. goes on and on where 
NXT has built them up. Bailey, Sasha Banks built these guys up, built these girls up, and then they get on the main roster, and then it's they just fall flat because Vince doesn't do the same thing that Triple H and the NXT roster or the NXT creative team did. I'm gonna go with the NXT call ups in general as disappointment of Two Beard Zach, biggest disappointment of the year, wrestler division. I, I thought of that one. Um and just because we have we seem to have so many WWE WWE disappointments, uh, <laughs> I will say I thought that uh, he was going to pick just booking in general, but he kind of did. Yeah, I kind of uh, did. I just did it ass backwards. But uh, I got two that I'll say real quick. Orton winning the Royal Rumble was fucking <laughs> garbage. And uh, but as a the thing that really like fucking stabbed me in the childhood was Taker's retirement match. That was. A huge disappointment. Ah, that's a good call. It was so yeah. fucking sad. It uh, did suck. No, it, 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 was, just, it was just a bad match, man. That, yeah. that, to me, that's what the it problem was. It was a bad match, though, because he couldn't hack it anymore. Right. They, they, it's hard to watch the idols crumble yeah. in front of you. And yeah. I, I can totally see where you're going. That's with why it right. was that's, my biggest that's disappointment. That's Willie Mays playing center for the Mets. Ugh, God damn. My biggest, my biggest disappointment of the year uh, wrestler division is Bray Wyatt because. And this goes into, uh, which I'll let you guys uh, give your own later, but the worst angle of the year, the worst feud of the year, was Wyatt Orton. (laughs) Bray Wyatt started out the year, and Orton-Wyatt seemed promising when it was happening, I guess. Maybe. And then they had that shit-ass match WrestleMania on WrestleMania oof. with the worms and the maggots. Dude, and I was so drunk coming from opening day that later or that night and I was watching it and it was right around the time where I was starting oh, to fade God, a little bit. Was I was like, what the fuck is this on the mat? What the fuck? <laughs> what? Yeah, they, you know, would, they would show the top view and they would put the maggots on the on the Jesus ring Christ. from the top view from like the drone view and it's like and then, and then Bray Wyatt who's so promising and could be doing so many great things. And then they had the him and Finn Balor uh, feud we did, where he we, did we the we sister totally, Abigail. We totally skipped over the whole House of Horrors bullshit. No, I shouldn't say House of Horrors. But well, it's the same. Well, yeah, it was House of Horrors, right? Or what was it called? It was called something like that. Something like that. It was a, they, they, they no, it was a House of Horrors match. Okay, when they fought in the house. Yeah, that's what okay. it was called. Yeah. More so to my you point. You thought it was too ridiculous to be called that, but that's actually what it was called. Man, that, and then he had <laughs> and then he had the I'm feud. Mad just thinking and, about and it. then he had the feud with Finn Balor where he actually did the Sister Abigail thing, which he didn't do what I wanted him to do, which is just come out and drag. Yeah. But he did like a weird voice thing. Bray Wyatt's he was my biggest disappointment of the year. I love him as a wrestler. He's booked terribly. It's it, He's my biggest disappointment. And I know friend of the show, Lee Hamilton, wanted this, <laughs> wanted this portion of the show to be called Biggest Disappointment, not named Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> but I, I love Dolph Ziggler. I'm sticking with him. Zach. Oh, you know, I was just going to tell a quick aside story. This is really funny because I was looking through my tweets. So I haven't been very active on my BFR account. And I was drunk that night at the House of Horrors. And apparently I was loving it. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, like, in retrospect. But this right. is also Ooh. really funny because we were at Family Christmas and my wife 
said something. She's like, you were gone, and Bill said something about you that is like hilariously true. And like I was like self reflecting, and it's absolutely true. He was he. I think you were talking to Steve Patterson, and he was he was just like, you know, Zach likes everything, right? <laughs> so we were talking about the Dark Tower movie. I'm like, fuck. I was like, I do have that. Like, I'm like, I look at something through like the most like generous lens possible. Right? That's not the worst. That's not the worst characteristic to have, though. In no, the, in this, I say, I say that about you a lot. I'm like, man, Zach likes everything. In this triumphant <laughs> where I bash everything. everything, we need you over there to balance all my bashing out. It's perfect. In <laughs> retrospect, that was not good. And I, I remember liking the asylum match. And, like, oh, and then what just is not, wrong yeah, with you? I know he likes I know. everything. God yeah. damn. Uh, what's your worst feud of the year? Worst feud of the year. Um, Honestly, I, it took me a while to even think about it, and now I, I'm sure somebody else is going to come up with a better answer. But the one that, because we were watching 205 Live, and for those who are getting ready to start fucking with me about watching 205 Live, I was at Bill's house. I was picking him up. He turned it to 205 Live. So as a 44-year-old man, I just can't, you know, close my eyes and, you know, oh, my God, I can't watch 205 44. Live. <laughs> yeah, 44. I look good, baby. Anyway. <laughs> I can't w- not watch 205 Live. So I watched it. So the first thing that came up to me was 205 Live. What's the worst thing that, the worst angle for 205 Live that I can come up with? To me, it was Cedric Alexander and Alicia Fox. This shit came out of straight out of right field. It didn't even come up with a storyline. They plopped them together. Then Alicia Fox goes into her, you know, overblown rants and she's screaming and carrying on. It, it works now. It just, it didn't work then. For me, it's just the, it's how 205 Live has suffered the first year of existence. It's not good storylines, and they're holding these guys back in the ring, so you got a, a substandard product. I know I've said this before, and we can move on to someone else. You got to have one or the other when it's 205 Live. You got to have either really good wrestling in the ring, or you got to have a really good storyline. They don't have either. This is banned from ringside. JCB, what's the worst title change of the year? Uh, we kind of, kind of touched on it a little bit. Actually, you did. Um, I'm on the fence with either or. I picked two. Bray Wyatt RKO was the first one that came off the top of my head. But then I sat sat around and thought about it. What was the one that I really lost my mind over? It was Enzo fucking Amori beating Neville. <laughs> Holy shit. That's I, the worst I, one? I knew, I knew that's I, what he was going to pick. I have not watched 205 Live since. And I said it when it was supposed to happen. Now they're going to bring in... I didn't believe you. They're going to bring in guys like... <laughs> they're going to bring in guys like Ricochet, Rockstar Spud, to add on to a... A pretty good roster that you got going on to begin with. So who's the champ of all these guys? Is Enzo Amore? Get the fuck out of here. Bray was Sell bad. Merch. Bray was bad. Enzo is worse. And Enzo and uh, Neville is the worst title change of the year. Two beers. I, I feel Zach Poland. I absolutely feel you uh, on that. Is uh, that yours too? No. I just understand where he's coming from, but it is best for business in the sense of he sells merch and it's best for I business. Get, I get yeah, why he right. does it. Right. Yeah, all right. Uh, I actually had Bray. Triple, it's it's uh, Zach Triple H. Zach with the Triple H. <laughs> <laughs> Zach with the Triple H. That's good. I had Bray RKO, but uh, for me, the worst was uh, Goldberg Squash and Owens for the Universal. Oh, oh my dude. Yes. That's two in a row. Yes. Exactly what I. I figured that would be yours as well. Oh, dude, that's the worst. That's also yeah. Yeah, we're we're about to skip a topic here because that was also my biggest disappointment of the year. 
is when KO or when KO got squashed by Goldberg, that was the worst. But yeah. you kind of saw that coming. But I, I, I agree with where you're going with it. Yeah, they, it, they could have him have a match or something. No, Goldberg can't go more than five minutes in that ring. That's anymore. the worst style change. What's the best style change? I'm going off off the reservation here for a little bit. We're not going to go WWE. We're going to go back to Japan, New Japan Pro Wrestling. King of pro wrestling card. I'm going to go with Will Ospreay versus Kushida. If you don't have New Japan wrestling, this is a match that should at least make you want to watch more. This is their cruiserweight division, their light heavyweight division, whatever you want to call it. Basically, the story behind it is Kushida has basically owned uh, Will Ospreay for the better part of four or five matches to the point where he has not lost a match to Will Ospreay. So now, fast forward, here's the title match. They, they being Kevin Kelly and uh, Cyrus, basically making a point to say how many times that Will Ospreay has lost this match to Kushida. Great match. Will Ospreay wins this match. It basically sets up another great New Japan card. I'm going to go with that. Zach? I, I know we're living in the moment, but uh, AJ taking it off gender. Uh, I mean, I, I just feel like the co- like collaborative internet wrestling community just, like, fucking said hallelujah whenever that <laughs> happened so i feel like it was impactful and uh yeah i'm gonna go with that all right what's your biggest surprise of the year uh whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> what's yours oh yeah what's your best title change the best title change of the year yeah uh well mine and okay i'll parlay this into the biggest surprise of the year okay is that my favorite uh title change of the year was gender winning it first and foremost just because i thought that it was i thought that it was Going in a bold new direction, I thought that they were trying to do something different, which rarely happens. It's pretty rare to be completely caught off guard by WWE. Agreed. Yeah. And Jinder winning the belt. Shit, I don't even remember who he won the belt from. Orton. Oh, yeah. He won the... Yeah? Orton? Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, so he won the belt from Orton. Them putting the belt on Jinder was exciting for us at the time, and you can go back and listen to our old band from Ringside podcast. Like Please we do. were, yeah. we were all for it. Yeah, that, I didn't have a problem with it. We were, we were about about it. Yeah, and about it. Hold on, how you gonna wrestle? But I think that I thought it was fun. I thought it was a. Uh, I thought it was a fun direction to go. Just because they fucked it up later, yeah, doesn't sure. mean doesn't mean that it was. No, that was my favorite. I agree. Title change of the year. I can agree with that. I remember when he won the six man, uh, the six six pack, six pack challenge. Yeah, like what the fuck is this? And it was like, why is Jinder getting it? And like in hindsight, it's like, well, of course he was going to get it because yeah. why else would you put him in the yeah. You would, think, you would think we would know by this point, but no, I, I didn't see it coming. That was my favorite title change of the year. Um, my biggest surprise of the year, I would, I, I have three things written down. Uh, they, two of them have been mentioned. Uh, Y2J Omega was surprising. The Shield reuniting was surprising. But if you would have told me prior to 2017, out of these three things, what is most, which one is least likely to happen? Uh, Jericho would be fighting Omega, the Shield would reunite, or Jinder Mahal would have a six month run as a WWE champion. I'd be like, that's the least likely. <laughs> yeah, we've yeah. got to so win. So to me, that's my, that's my most surprising. I have no problem with that. I have no right. problem with that. Um, I'll go. I'll go. go ahead. 
I got two down myself. Uh, one uh, we I kind of talked about already was uh, AJ versus Finn Bauer, just because it wasn't supposed to be that way. You had AJ flying from halfway across the world to make this match happen, just because it was a it was a solid from Vince. Hey, I need you to come over, help me out, put this match on with Finn Bauer, and they end up coming out having an awesome match. But the one that I'm going to pick as surprise of the year was Sammy. Zane helping out KO. You didn't see this one coming. Uh, yeah, you heard rumblings. Maybe, maybe not. But to actually see it unfold, especially with Shane jumping off the top of the Hell in the Cell cage, landing on the table, flush, and all you see just out of the, the corner of the screen is Sami Zayn kind of jumping in and there was like splinters. Yeah, I was about to say there were seconds in between, you know, him pulling KO off the table and pretty well timed. Yeah, very much so. And uh Shane landing on the table. So I'm gonna stick with Samuel helping out KO as surprise of the year. Surprise of the year, two beer. My number one, uh, I have a couple written Ellsworth taking the money in the bank for the oh, first one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was yeah. that was surprising. Uh but um the Women's Royal Rumble was also surprising. Don't even know why. I never even thought about that. But uh, my biggest surprise was already mentioned. Uh, the thing that really took me aback was KO beating the shit out of Vince. So I was very, very it's still surprised. Still so good. No, yeah. it, it's it's going to be one of those moments. That'll still be shocking in 10 years. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be one of those WWE moments that they like to hang their hats on for sure. So now we're down to the big three, guys. And uh, in the interest of fairness, we'll start with the male Wrestler of the year. JCB, who's your male wrestler of the year? I've I've got three down. Um, In the age of cut and paste, I'm going to steal a line from a friend of mine on Twitter, at Raven Blood to Bone. In the age of copy and paste from the (laughs) WWE, she's a Raven fan. I don't know. You figure like it out. Like that's so Raven? Yeah, like that's so Raven. Raven <laughs> Simone? Yeah, no, I wouldn't go that far. In the age of cut and paste uh, in the WWE, I think one guy stands out above all others, and he's not in the WWE. If you can't say that Okada is the male wrestler of the year, you got a problem. He's run Damn. the table. He's un freaking defeated when it's time to put the chips in the middle. He's Damn. the longest reigning New Japan champion of all time. Nobody can fuck with this guy at this point. Name somebody that's ran a calendar year. CM Punk was the last person I can think of off the top of my head that ran for a calendar year. So you're taking Okada? I'm taking Okada. Zach? I had Okada as well for those reasons. Yeah. Really? Uh, both good choices? Shout out Cody Rhodes. I think Cody Rhodes should get some props because he's helped Ring of Honor get to where it needs to be. All right, so I had I had two guys written down and I haven't decided who it, who it who it is. Um I think it comes down to expectations. The two guys I have written down are AJ Styles mm. and Kenny Omega. Mm. Kenny Omega has had a tr- tremendous year. Yeah, I mean, let's let, I mean, even with the Jericho stuff, I mean, this is that's still in this year. He had the Naido match, he had yeah. Okada Omega yeah. 2. Yeah. <laughs> he had Okada Omega three, yeah, he, right? He won and U- one, one, two, three. Yeah, I was about to say. Oh, one wasn't this year. It was January fourth. January fourth of this year. And then was Domin- Wrestle Kingdom. And then Dominion. Dominion was, and then G one. Uh, they were all three this year. Yeah. 
Well, Russell- then fuck it. No, it's it's Omega then, guys. Like, what are we talking about? You can about? mention that. You I mean, can- I, I absolutely agree. I have Look. I have written down Okada, Omega, AJ, honorable mention to Braun Strowman. I got Okada. Ooh, I like the Braun Strowman call up. I got Okada, Cody, AJ, in that order. This is banned from ringside. But I got to say that as much as I want to say AJ... AJ's on SmackDown. That's not a knock. No, no, it's, but it's not. It's not the he's, primary he's show. Had, no, he's, he's not carrying down, the show. He's had his down moments in 2017. Let's just let's go, let's get that he off the a, table. He had a subpar feud with Kevin Owens, which should have been great. Amen. Which is why I didn't give it to him. Which is why I gave it to Omega. I've watched. I now that being said, I've watched forty. AJ Styles matches this year, and I've only watched four Omega matches this year. So it's, I mean, it's hard to say. Did, is did, is did he have a better? I mean, because if you only have to, if you only have to wrestle, I mean, let's say Omega, let's say Omega wrestled twenty five matches this year. Okay, and let's say AJ Styles wrestled seventy. You know, just being on the road and shit like that. Like, wear and tear has to count for something. It's hard to say. But I I think that Omega's had the best year of any wrestler. I I can't. I just can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. You can't what? Okay, here's the problem with that. Is that three of those matches against the guy that I'm saying is the wrestler of the year. Yes. Okay. So, it, it... But those are all only 45 minutes at a time. AJ Styles... AJ Styles fought Kevin Owens probably 16 times this year. Okay, and how did that turn out? Not so hot. Yeah, I know, but you didn't see all of them. Like, wear and tear has to count for something, especially for a guy who's 38 years old. Okay, I'll give you that. I'm saying that they're both great. I love them both. I'm taking, in this case, quality over quantity. That's got to be the end of it. Uh, Female wrestler of the year, who you got? Uh, It's really two choices. You can go... Alexa Bliss, or you can go Asuka. It's a coin flip. I lean towards Asuka just because of what I said with uh, Okada. It, it, you got over a 500-day undefeated streak. You just got to go with Surprised Asuka. Surprised to hear that. I did the exact same thing. My two were Asuka and, and Alexa Bliss, although I actually leaned Alexa Bliss because she yeah. has so much more exposure, and she started this year as champion, and she's ending this year she's as champion. She's got the two titles. Also surprised to hear that. I had Alexa Bliss and Asuka also. <laughs> I chose Alexa Bliss, Alexa Bliss because I think that she uh, solidified herself as a main eventer. Uh, she's one of the best promos in the game, male or female, uh, and uh, she can handle herself in the ring. She's not. She's obviously not Asuka in the ring. No, no, no. But in terms of who had a better year, Oscar was already established before this. Alexa made herself a main eventer for years to come. I can deal with that. With the year that she had. I can deal with so that. So I'm taking Alexa. No, I can five, deal with that. Five feet of fury, you know. Hey. Meet five I'll tell inches you what, they were standing in the ring the other night together. <laughs> <laughs> I missed it. I don't even want to repeat it. Oh, God, he's dead. He's old. The Bernie him. Mac syndrome. Oh, that was great. Um, so here's the biggest. Here's the biggest thing, and we got we got three minutes to talk about. So everybody's got one minute. Match of the year. Match bait, of the bait, year. Bait tower done. Or well, well, you get a whole minute to talk about no, it. Like there's nothing well, to talk about. Bait Tyler Dunn's yours. Or um, Pete Dunn Tower Bait. Let me get it right. Yeah, there's nothing to talk about. All right. 
There's nothing to talk about. Zach, I'll I'll just run through my my list of like top contenders and in, in the minute that I have. Uh, Cena Styles Royal Rumble. Well, shit, mm-hmm. you got in minute forty five now that oh, yeah. J- Jason <laughs> succeeded his minutes. Nah, that's all right. Uh, yeah, Cena Styles Royal Rumble. That was the end of again one of the best trilogies in recent memory. Uh, that one's going to be forever remembered, along with Austin and Hart and um, you okay know Taker Ohio. Michaels and Okada or Okada Omega. Yeah. Uh, also, Omega Okada Dominion. That was my favorite of the three, uh, the one where they did the sixty minute draw. Just absolutely insane. Whenever Omega falls to falls to his knees, yeah. he's, he misses the rainmaker because Omega is so, so fucking, fucking exhausted <laughs> that he just falls oh, to his knees. God, I love that. That might have been my mark out moment of the year. Yeah, uh, that was two. And then Dunbait takeover, of course. Um, and then DIY and AOP actually make it into two of my picks because of the ladder match, and then also the triple threat with uh, Revival at Orlando, and then. Honorable mention to the most recent, which is Alistair Black, Velveteen Dream. Nice. Good Fuck call. Yeah, that's on mine, too. So mine is uh, Bait Dunn, AJ Cena, Naito Omega. Oh, uh, yeah. Fuck. O- Omega Okada 2, which is the one you talked about. Uh, DIY versus AOP is also on Damn. mine. Uh, uh, the one that wasn't on yours, and this is the most nervous I've ever felt watching a match. In my adult oh, life. Oh, Hell in a Cell. Yeah, it was KO, Shane McMahon, which I really felt like uncomfortable watching it live where I thought that they might die. Um, I want to give it to Bait Dunn, but I think that... Man, I've watched that one three times. I think I've watched Naido Omega four times. I think Naido Omega... Yeah, that's good right to say. As, as a Naido Mark, I watched that... I think, live, and then I watched the replay of that match in Japanese. I think that's right my. Through. I think that's my favorite match. Uh, we have two more. Uh, we have two more uh, trophies to give out. Oh, okay. The one is for uh, Engineer of the Year. Uh, it's between Sam Mall, really, Rich Harris, oh. and Andrew. Uh, Jesus. This was this was decided in a ceremony earlier. <laughs> It goes to Andrew. Uh, Andrew won. Uh, and, uh, I thought it would have gone to whoever was in the room at yeah, the time. Right. That's what it seems to be. Nah, fuck Sam. And, it, and uh, listener of the year. Listener of the year. Oh, it's a tie for all of you guys that listen to us. We know there's a ton of uh, podcasts to listen Preach. to. So we appreciate you guys listening to ours. Uh, for Sam Mall. Check. For Shock City Studios, Check. for Free Play Media, Check. for JD Twigs, Check. for Souls Taco, Check. Chris Demon, for Chris Demon, Check. Am I forgetting anybody? Sounds good. For Two Beers, Zach Pullman, Check. For JCB, Holland, Merry hey. Christmas, Happy New Year. Hey, and this is for Vice too, Bo Geesman, and uh, I'm Bill Veggie. Hey, everybody, Happy New Year. Ditch that nine to five. I'm feeling alive This is bad for ringside